If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Something is creeping in. Don't follow it down. Let me introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy. And you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Consequences Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Carter Lundeen. Before we get into today's episode, I have a couple of people that I need to thank. I need to thank Connie C. and Aaron B. for your Patreon subscription. It means so much to me, and it helps me to produce this show and continue providing content for you. If you'd like to support this show, go to patreon.com slash trueconsequences or go to ko-fi.com slash trueconsequences. You can also find more information on my website at www.trueconsequences.com. Let's get started. We often talk about the loss of a loved one on this show, and today is no different. Today, I am bringing you another case of injustice from Albuquerque, New Mexico. On November 13, 2021, at approximately 12 a.m., on the corner of Tapia Road Southwest and Arenal, a young man's life was senselessly taken away as he was coming back home from an award ceremony for motorcycle racing. Before we get too far into what happened, I want you to listen to what Marcos's mother had to say about her son when I spoke with her. Tell me about Marcos. Tell me about your son. So Marcos is my youngest child. He had beautiful hazel eyes, curly hair, freckles. He was on his way home from a motorcycle award show when he was killed. Motorcycles were a um, passion of his, a hobby. Um, he would he was racing at um, 
Sandia Motor Speedway during the summers. But he had other passions as well. He was a violin player. He loved sports, kickboxing. He was very active. Marcos was set to join the Marine Corps. He was probably a week away from going and swearing in. So he was very excited about that, and we were excited for him. He was he graduated in the class of 2020, so they didn't have a graduation. And we were looking forward to him going to the Marine Corps and finally doing some type of celebration with him. He was a very compassionate person, always helpful, uh, never wanting any compensation for any help that he may have given you. He was funny. He was very forgiving. His brother had been shot two months before this, and they had had personal issues with each other. But once that happened, he reestablished his relationship with his brother. They had gotten close again, and he was looking forward to being part of his brother's recovery from that gunshot wound. Unfortunately, two days after his brother was released from the hospital is when Marcos was killed. But he's, he was best friend to a lot of people. I, I, when he passed away, when he was killed, um, a, lot of, a lot of his friends in their messages, written messages, online messages, things that they told me, they're like, Marcos was my best friend. And it was amazing to me how many people thought of him as their best friend. Um, I know I know who his best friend was, but a lot of people thought of Marcos as their best friend. So he was just that type of person. I keep calling him a kid. To me, he was a kid, but he was a young man. He was just starting to come into his own as a man. And a lot of people have said, well, Jeanette, you're taking this pretty well. I'm not crying here on, on air because it, I cry pretty much nightly. And I feel like I have to keep it together when I'm describing who my son is to other people. Marcus's girlfriend has mentioned in many other sources that he was a gifted athlete with aspirations to join the Marines. He had an eclectic taste in music and was obsessed with motorcycles and racing motorcycles. This obsession came from his father who has spent many years restoring old bikes. The award ceremony was a big deal for young Marcos because he loved racing motorcycles. And at this particular event, he had received his expert license. Now, if you don't know a lot about motorcycle racing, this essentially means that Marcos now had the license to compete with professionals. Not only did he get that license that night, but also according to his fiance Vanessa, he won many accolades and awards at the banquet that evening. Marcos was joined at the banquet by his father. Marcos was not riding with his dad that evening. They both went in separate vehicles. Marcos took his motorcycle and his dad brought his truck. The pair decided that Marcos would follow his dad home that night. As Marcos was on his way back from the banquet, he crossed the intersection of Arenal and Tapia, and was struck by a car. It is believed that the car that struck Marcos ran a red light. Unfortunately, Marcos died immediately upon impact. The driver sped off, leaving Marcos in the street. 
Because Marcos' father was driving in front of his son, he didn't immediately notice that Marcos had been hit by a car. After some time, he looked in his rearview mirror and noticed that his son was no longer behind him. Fearing the worst, he turned around to go check and see if his son was okay. As he arrived upon the intersection, he saw his son Marcos lying in the middle of the street. Looking in the mirror for Marcos's leg. And I was like maybe 300 yards in front of him. Uh, maybe even less. And I couldn't see his light, so I turned around immediately. According to Vanessa, this intersection is known to be problematic, and there have been several accidents similar to Marcos's at this exact spot. The family tried to contact law enforcement. They were told immediately that they would need to get a hold of the street camera footage in order to see if they could get more information as to who was responsible for the death of Marcos. Vanessa attempted to contact law enforcement on multiple occasions in multiple ways. She kept trying to get a hold of this street cam footage. Now, not only was she being given the runaround, she was ultimately told once she was escalated to the right department that it was not possible for law enforcement to obtain the footage. The family turned their efforts to get records and footage using a public information records request. Now, this is an answer to the federal law, which is known as FOIA. In New Mexico, it's called IPRA, which is the Inspection of Public Records Act. There's a lot of specific guidelines on IPRA and how agencies must interact with members of the public who are making requests for records or footage. What the family found, though, after they requested the footage, that law enforcement was not only unwilling to send the footage, but they sent a three-page police report instead. And this report is severely lacking in detail. Now, it doesn't mean that the family was not able to get a hold of any footage. In fact, through their efforts and the efforts of their private investigator, they were able to get footage from a ring camera that came from a house near the intersection of Tapia and Arenal. Listen to Marcos's mom as she describes what they saw on that footage and as she describes the vehicle that was responsible for hitting Marcos Baca. We hired a private investigator, um who was able to locate a, a vehicle that matched. I don't, I have not seen any of that in any of Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office's reports, mm -hmm. even though they've been told about these um, things. I haven't picked up any reports lately, so I don't know if they've supplemented anything, but I highly doubt that they have because I've not gotten any phone calls from them. The only time I ever have communication with any investigators through BCSO is when I call. Right. And it's always, well, we we don't know anything. There's We're doing nothing everything new. we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we know, we know nothing. Yeah, nothing new has come to light or nothing promising. So there's a lot of things that, to me, is missing from that. The fact that I don't think that they asked for any video surveillance from that neighborhood, which our private investigator did. They That's where that video came from? Yeah. Your private investigator? Okay. Well, no, that actually came from my niece and her boyfriend who asked for... From the neighbors. For the neighbors. Mm -hmm. They had a Ring app and they contacted anybody with a Ring app. and But it wasn't BCSO who did it. My niece and her boyfriend. It was our PI who has asked for video from businesses along Blake. Tapia dead ends onto Blake. Mm -hmm. below. And so you either have to go east or west on Blake. So the investigator actually physically went east and west on Blake all the way up to Westgate. And um, so just off of Blake in the Westgate area, he found 
a black Mitsubishi sitting outside a compound. Basically, it looks like a body shop type of place. Mm-hmm. There was a rim sitting out there. It was a messed up rim that looked like it had been removed from the car. He believed it had been recently painted, body work done on the passenger side. It but, does look like that when you yeah. look at the pictures. Yeah. The... The driver's side doesn't have any damage in its older paint, mm-hmm. so that begs the question, why does the passenger side have new paint and right. not the not the driver's side? So that was a red flag to the investigator. Was there a license plate on that car? There was a license plate, and he was able to... Get a picture? Yes, he was. Good. And he was able to access the social media for this person, their Facebook account. Really? Um, and on the evening that Marcos was killed, which was November 13th, he noted that this person had deleted all their social media that day. Their posts, not their social media accounts, but their posts on that day. And this is a person who posts a lot, often enough, yes. But anything that they had posted that day got deleted. Hmm. He did convey this to the uh, sheriff's office, and they haven't done any follow-up on it. The other thing about New Mexico and, and our, our at least, I don't know about the justice system, if you, I guess police are part of the justice system, mm-hmm. is they don't communicate with each other. Yeah. So the car and the property he found this on is in the city of Albuquerque proper. So that's a city of Albuquerque or APD jurisdiction. Right. My son was killed in the county, which is Bernalillo County Sheriff's right. Office, and they don't talk to each other. If I, I have called previously and said, okay, there's a car here on Coors and Central that looks like it matches, they transfer us, BCSO transfers us to APD. And that's an hour wait on their oh my gosh. on their telephone line just to get through to somebody to take a report. So there is no communication between these two law enforcement agencies that are in close proximity to each other. I don't know if it's, uh, I don't think it's in the reports, but the day after Marcos was killed, a lot of his friends um, went down to the scene and they did uh, manage to collect some body parts. Uh, of, not of the car. Of the car, yeah, auto parts. Um, and they have part numbers, and so they took them down to like a Napa and found out that they belong to a Mitsubishi Lancer kind of a long range of years, I think like 08 to 14, something like that. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Since November of 2021, 
Marcos's family and loved ones have been spending a lot of time out in the community, dropping flyers, talking to neighbors about the case. They've also put up several billboards all around town to try to bring awareness to the community in order for people to provide tips that could lead to the arrest of the person responsible for the death of Marcos Baca. This activity has led to a good group of people signing up to help the family. Not only search for the sedan in question, but also to share the information. Marcos's family has been on several news outlets pleading with the public to help provide information if they have any. If you were near the intersection of Tapia and Arenal on November 13, 2021, around midnight, and you saw something related to this case, please, please report it to Crime Stoppers. You can remain anonymous. The family and loved ones of Marcos Baca are stuck living with the pain and knowledge that the person responsible for his death is still free. There's a $10,000 reward through Crime Stoppers. So if you have any information, you can contact Crime Stoppers. You can also contact the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Office. But we have a tip line okay. now. And the phone number for that is 505 396 2440. Sometimes somebody will answer, but if not, you can leave a voicemail. You can also text any information you may have to that phone number, um, any kind of information, whether you've heard somebody talking about who this could be or what may have happened to the vehicle. You may have seen something. It wasn't super late. I mean, it was 1130 at night, approximately on a on a Saturday night. Right. So, So one way that people can really help us out is to continuously just share his story. I personally, I have a lot of posts on my personal Instagram. That's VVMG19 or ABQ Be Safe. They do a lot of flyers about Marcos's case and they're very straight to the point. They list all the facts. And if everyone could just continuously share those, it would help us tremendously. As we close out, I want to leave you with the beautiful words that Marcos's family wrote about him in his obituary. Quote, With deepest sorrow, we announce that Marcos Baca, age 20, our most beloved son, brother, family member, and friend, passed away suddenly on Saturday, November 14th, 2021. Cherished and beloved by his parents, Candido Baca and Jeanette Pacheco Baca, Loving brother and brother-in-law of Lucas Baca, Juliana Jujubaca, Cameron Smith, Angela Andrade, and Caimiola Andrade, and the late Ginny Marie Baca, adored grandson of Arthur and Romelio Pacheco, Delfida Baca, and late Raimundo S. Baca. Marcos entered this world on September 16, 2001. He was born and raised in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and attended Albuquerque High School, graduating in 2020. An enthusiastic and talented athlete, Marcos took every opportunity to excel at everything put in front of him. He was exceptional in track, kickboxing, soccer, baseball, and even snowboarding. Even his passion for the violin was practiced to perfection from when he was 5 years old until he was 18. After graduating, while mapping out his future plans, Marcos worked at Monica's El Portal, a quaint cafe on Rio Grande Boulevard a place for him to unrelentlessly use his charismatic personality to bring even the tiniest amount of joy to all who came in for their morning coffee. Marcos was one of those people that when something extraordinary happened, you couldn't wait to tell him about it. 
knowing he would share in your excitement. He was not embarrassed to cry with you when you were hurting or laugh when you made a fool of yourself. Never did he hurt your feelings or make you feel like you were not good enough, but instead, he would be the one to build you up and show you the things about yourself that make you unique, even beautiful. Marcos's life was cut short on November 14, 2021, a life of so much accomplishment and promise. It was wholly unexpected and shocked everyone who knew him. At only 20 years young, he left behind so many people that loved and cherished him, including his newly adopted dog, Suki. Suki was able to bring him joy in the little time they shared. Those who knew Marcos even just a little lost a shining light in their lives. He now watches over his entire family, including his cherished aunt Rosanna Salso and cousins Aaron Salso and Amanda Salso, his nieces from Hawaii, Haile Mapuana and Nanea Andrade, and his best friend since sixth grade, Ryan Abeta. Since Marcos' death, many have talked about how special he was and how fortunate they were to have known him. They recall how his bubbly spirit, kind hazel eyes, and how he lit up every room he walked into with his beaming smile, topped with his all-gas-no-breaks life motto. There was never any pressure, jealousy, or competition, but only a quiet calmness when he was around. You could be yourself and not worry about what he would think of you, because he loved you for who you were. They marvel at how he just advanced into an expert-level motorcycle road racer, having already accomplished three incredible seasons. The night he was taken from us, he was leaving a motorcycle awards ceremony where he received various awards promoting him from novice to expert. His friends and teammates at the Sandia Motorcycle Road Racing Incorporated, an organization whose purpose is to promote motorcycling and motorcycle racing, will always look back on how Marcos flew their club colors halfway around the world in Thailand, a trip that he went on with his father. They remember how his life was about to change completely by entering the Marine Corps. He was only weeks away from being sworn in and following in the footsteps of his father. They reminisce about his ever-present smile and the warmth, depth, and intelligence behind it. How he was always meant for greatness and a long and happy life. Most of all, they recall the sheer pleasure of his company, how good he made them feel, how free they were to be themselves around him, and how much they will miss him. Marcos cared about people in the purest way. He loved them for who they were and because he wished the best for them, without guile and without asking for anything in return. If we could love more like him, we'd all have a real shot at happiness. To forgive so well you don't even know you are doing it. To be so grateful for the here and now that you're not worried about the future. And to love so unselfishly, not expecting anything in return. We should all love like that. Like Marcos. Sometimes we hurt over why these temporary people are not our forever people. But that's not their role. They're not meant to stay in our lives forever. God called them to be there for us for only a short time. God called them to be in our lives so they can make us better for the ones who are meant to stay forever, to teach us to let go how to be better than we were yesterday, how to leave people better than we found them, because that's what Marcos did. He perfected it. Marcos had so much goodness, so much capacity to bring happiness to others and such a bright future. The world is a lesser place without him. We find comfort in knowing 
that Marcos is being welcomed with warmth and love into the gates of heaven by his big sister Jenny, his grandpa Ray, and his uncle Stephen Sauso. How he will have so much to tell them about his time here on earth and about the people who miss them too. How they will all smile and listen with awe. As we hold all of this hurt within us, while we are gripping at all of the what-ifs, the way we remember that he was not done loving beautifully and fully with every inch of his human heart, we remember that we had a front row seat to all those memories. Some chapters end quickly, sometimes in the middle of the page, sometimes even before we are ready. What we don't often realize is that this is closure too, because it's still an ending. And sunsets are proof that endings can be often beautiful too. But life doesn't wait for us to be ready, so we can't stop living. We won't stop exploring the corners of this world that make us stop and think of you, Marcos. And most importantly, we won't ever leave you behind. The sun might warm our skin, but you will always warm our hearts. Let us find comfort in the soft silence of your love, this love, The love that all of us, who are so lucky to know you and love you, carry. It's all here, alive and breathing. And it will never stop. And I'm going to read a bit from Marcos's girlfriend's Facebook page. On November 13th, my dear beloved partner Marcos Raimundo Baca was in a terrible accident, resulting in the loss of his life at the young age of 20. Moments before his accident, he had attended a SMRI ceremony in which he was given several awards for his lifelong passion and love for motorcycle racing. His last words to me expressed how excited he was for his life to change as he was now qualified to participate in Moto America, which had been a lifelong dream of his. Later that night, on his way home, Marcos was struck by a small black four-door sedan that instantly fled the scene. With heavy damage to the passenger side, rear door, fender area with a missing side mirror and headlight, the person is yet to be identified. Nobody deserves to experience this, especially my Marcos. His life was just beginning. He had so many dreams and aspirations with a mentality that nothing could ever get in his way. He was weeks away from enlisting in the U.S. Marine Corps. He's the type of person you only meet once in a lifetime for he never believed in materialistic things, but rather the priceless value of the people who surround you. Please continue to be on the lookout for the person responsible for my boyfriend's death. If you see this vehicle, please contact authorities immediately at 505-798-7000 or at 505-843-STOP. Marcos is so much more than just a hit and run accident or another statistic. He deserves justice. Please don't drink and drive. Hashtag justice for Marcos. And finally, I want to leave you with the poem that was placed at the end of Marcos's obituary. Do not stand at my grave and weep by Mary Elizabeth Fry. Do not stand at my grave and weep. I am not there. I do not sleep. I am a thousand winds that blow. I am the diamond glints on snow. I am the sunlight on ripened grain. I am the gentle autumn rain. When you awaken in the morning's hush, I am the swift uplifting rush of quiet birds in circled flight. I am the soft stars that shine at night. Do not stand at my grave and cry. I am not there. I did not die.
Thank you for listening, and stay safe, New Mexico. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.